Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Katherine Pang, and it's so great to share this time together. Welcome to The Living Way, the podcast ministry of the Christian Life Institute, and the Christian Life Institute's purpose to grow Christians forward, to live victoriously as overcomers in, but not of the world, through the hope and healing of Christ. If you miss any of our messages, you can find a link and more information on our website at christianlifeinstitute.com. Our podcasts are available on Wednesdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. As we begin, you may want to grab a Bible and follow along as we share scripture throughout our time together. The theme for this message emerged from conversations connected to closeness or the lack of closeness to either God, others, or even ourselves. Our message today is titled Disconnected. As we explore the theme of disconnected, the powerful truth which we can choose to anchor into is we are to know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. In our blog of July 15th, we talked about how Jesus is our good shepherd. If you haven't read it, we encourage you to do so on our website at christianlifeinstitute.com. And please connect with us by filling out the connect form so that you can receive notifications of our blogs, podcasts, and other CLI news. We are not only connected to Christ as his sheep, we are connected to Christ for sustenance and life as we are the branches and he is the vine. In John 15, 4, we read, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Our dependence on Christ is vivid in this verse, John 15, 4. Not only are we connected as the branch, but we cannot bear fruit unless we are abiding in our vine, the Good Shepherd, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are also connected because we are members of his body, Christ's body, as we read in 1 Corinthians 12:27. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And in Galatians 3:26, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. Now that we have briefly explored some foundational scriptures applicable to our connectedness and belongingness, let's turn to the harder topic of our feelings, perceptions, and paradigms of disconnectedness. When we speak of disconnectedness, a common definition is a loss of a feeling of closeness, care, and concern. When we speak of disconnectedness, we may feel separation, distance, isolation, misunderstanding or no understanding. Take a moment and reflect on how you think of disconnectedness. Disconnectedness may originate in many ways. We may start to disconnect by distancing ourselves from the object, the person with whom we are experiencing discomfort or some form of pain to protect ourselves in some form or fashion. We may start to disconnect because we feel undervalued, manipulated, treated poorly, misunderstood, or some more significant form of feeling and or experiencing abuse. We may start to disconnect because we feel stuck 
and are overwhelmed. We may also start to disconnect because we are depressed, dejected, shamed, embarrassed, frustrated, or angry. We may start to disconnect because we feel it is too hard. We don't have the time. We don't have the energy. We have become apathetic. We may start to disconnect due to other psychological or environmental reasons. We may disconnect to try and protect others and convince ourselves it's for their good. Before we continue, it's important to distinguish the context in which we are using the notion of disconnectedness. Let me start with what we are not addressing in this podcast. We are not addressing psychological depersonalization, derealization, disorientation disorders, psychosis, or other forms of psychopathology that have elements of disconnectedness. We are not addressing disconnectedness due to post-traumatic stress or other psychological trauma. We are not addressing situations of emotional and or physical abuse where there is a real need to step out. Stepping out is not how we are using disconnectedness in this podcast. And we are not addressing external environmental situations where we must disconnect, quarantine, etc. We are addressing feelings and thoughts of disconnectedness that arise from unhealthy, dysfunctional, impaired, broken relationships with others, and our own paradigms and perceptions that impair our ability to function in a Christ-centric, healthy, stable way. So what are some common threads in the different ways disconnectedness occurs in our lives? Loneliness is a common thread, feelings of insecurity, self-doubt, shame, self-deprecation are a common thread. Resignation is a significant thread, and as a note, Resignation is not the same as acceptance. Therapeutically and spiritually, we distinguish between the it is what it is statement, which is said in a resignation, I cannot change it, there's nothing I can do, why bother, and other like statements, which come from a despair, disappointment, resentment, hopelessness within to generate a resignation thought and attitude versus something like a statement connected to the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, which we digest and appropriate as we say at CLI. Acceptance that I cannot change others or circumstances, but I can in and through Christ allow Christ to change me. Amen? When our feelings flood us and our thoughts bombard us, it is easy to fall into the depths of disconnectedness. In those times, our opportunity is to align our hope into the triumphant hope we have in Christ. According to Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology, hope is defined as to trust in, wait for, look for, or desire something or someone, or to expect something beneficial in the future. Every day is a day we need hope. Every moment is a moment to choose to look up to know we have one who knows our hurts, our sufferings, our challenges, our joys, our every thought and feeling. And he, Christ, above all, wants us to know that he is here for us, for you. And because he is here for you, he knew he needed to die for you and for us. In John 12, 25 through 36, Jesus says, 
Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you might become sons of light. When we are feeling disconnected, it is easy to be discouraged and troubled. Jesus himself asked the Father to save him from the hour of his death, but he knew that it was through his death that you and I would have a triumphant hope, a confidence that can come only through Christ. As Jesus walked through Passion Week, he was questioned, betrayed, plotted against, he faced opposition, he faced death. Yet he kept his eyes on his mission, as stated in verse 32, to draw all people to himself. His obedience to the Father was highlighted by John in John 6, 38-40. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. The challenge for us during intense feelings of disconnectedness is to keep our eyes up on our mission and to continue to walk through whatever comes upon us in his strength, his love, and his truth. To remain steadfast in obedience, in our times of disconnectedness, we must remember that we are connected to Christ, bound in his love. As Paul writes in Colossians 3, 14 through 17, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. How then shall we live when feeling disconnected? Choose to take some time after this message. Reflect and identify how you can choose to align more with your Heavenly Father and allow him to meet you in your disconnectedness. Even if you feel he is not near, anchor into the truth of Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Identify some truth anchors, the driving foundational values, traits, characteristics that you will hold fast to in choosing how to live in his triumphant hope, even when feeling disconnected. 
Often when confronted with disappointment, discouragement, depressive ways, we default to isolation and self-protectionist attitudes and behaviors as feelings are a powerful force. If in those moments you can choose and you can to walk in an intense intentionality that cultivates a spiritual mindfulness about your own tendencies and susceptibilities, you will learn to recognize when you are apt to wander into flesh, into the self, away from the spirit and Christ in you. In those moments, if you will stop, pause, and as we refer to it at the Christian Life Institute, deep dive, we always use this term therapeutically, it has great value in learning about oneself, which is critically important to becoming free of oneself and the power of our conditioned behaviors, destructive tendencies, and unhealthy ways. You can then make a shift, which is a cognitive behavioral term, and as Christ followers, a shift into Christ. In those moments of disconnectedness, remind yourself that you are his temple and his beloved child. You can, from Colossians 3, 12 through 17, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you, we, also must forgive. And above all these things, putting on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and letting the peace of Christ rule in your, our hearts, to which indeed you and we were called in one body, and be thankful, letting the word of Christ dwell in you and us richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your, our hearts to God. And whatever you or we do in word or deed, doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. How then shall we live as his beloved children, as surrendered vessels to his perfect will and way, as cooperative with the chiseler, invested in our own spiritual growth and the growth of others, as imitators of Christ, living Philippians 2, 1 through 10, which says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Yes, you can walk in his love and be reminded that his light will dissipate any darkness and his love will carry you through even when the feelings want to carry you away from the Father's grace, patience, and understanding. 
turn into the spirit and resist fleshly urges because of isolation, boredom, depressive tendencies, and a host of others by standing in the armor of God from Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. And to remember, as Tozer writes, quote, the objective before us is to know Christ. We are to learn of him, to know the power of Christ's resurrection, to be conformed unto his death, to experience in us that which we have in Christ. In order to do this, we must count all things but loss for the excellency of his knowledge from Philippians 3.8. Remember, it's common to have these feelings from time to time, but you do not need to be directed, governed, nor controlled by these and other feelings and emotions, your limbic system. Acknowledge them. Don't attach or ruminate on them and shift into your prefrontal cortex where wisdom lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. When in doubt, pray. When in fear, pray. When in fill in the blank, pray. Hold fast through his strength. Reach out to a wise counselor, a mentor, a sponsor, a ministry leader, a therapist, or a counselor, one who can come alongside you and ground you once again in the fullness of his love for you. He is sovereign God. He is Jehovah Jireh. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Let us continue to grow forward in him who is infinitely able and step into the fullness of his abundant life. Let's be clear. Abundant life is not about prosperity, blessing, or materialism. It's about spiritual fullness. In our culture today, it's easy to become lost in comparative thinking, evaluations based on market fluctuations, employment rates, what we at the Christian Life Institute refer to as externalities. God can bless and God can prosper. God can give and God can take away. Paul reminds us in Philippians 4, 10 through 13, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Our abundant life is our connection to the one who nourishes and grows us, Jesus, the Messiah, the King, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and Omega. Our abundant life is found in God's great desire that we should know him and his power. In 2 Corinthians 13:4, we read, For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. God's first priority is our spiritual well-being. God wants us to grow, to blossom spiritually. Paul exhorts us to press on to maturity in Colossians 1, 28 and 29. In him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Abundant life comes from our desire to press on for maturity, to grow forward. God's plans and desires for you, as we read in Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
desire you to be spiritually mature and spiritual maturity may come through trials through testings through hardships through tribulations the challenge for all of us is the mindset we can choose an attitude and i understand for some this is a very hard ask but moving from head to heart is a critical part of our maturing process as we digest the truths of god from his living active word as we read in hebrews 4:12 and 13 we come to see that no matter the externals, the difficulties, toils, trials, challenges of life, we can experience the abundance of who he is, who our life is, Christ himself. The abundant life is a recognition of what you and I have because of who we are in Christ and who he is according to the truth of his word. In his goodness and by his grace, God changes our standing, our position before him when we place our trust in Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 2.7 affirms that our new status flows out of that wonderful phrase, the riches of God's grace. Jesus wants us to know the freedom and the fullness that comes from him and him alone. Abundant life is abundance, an abounding fullness of joy and strength and life in Christ. Let's put this all together, abounding joy and strength, which flows from Christ to you and me as we secure the connection. In John 15, 3-5, we read, Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. How do we have abundant life? We abide in Christ. We choose to allow him to grow us. We choose to place our eyes in him and not our externals. We acknowledge our struggles. We cry out as David did in the Psalms. And we walk it out until we end up in praise. We have in previous messages shared that life is a journey which consists of a series of choices. As we continue to be faced with uncertainty, unpredictability, and upheaval, as we perhaps struggle with the continued adjustment, we know that we have a Savior who is our living water and our bread of life. Let us remind ourselves that we have an abundant life who is Christ. Let us choose to experience the overflowing of his love upon us, as Paul wrote in Thalessians 3.12. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you. Let us share the abundant life we have in Christ through the hope that flows from him. The challenge for us during times of disconnectedness is to keep our eyes up on our mission and to continue to walk through whatever comes upon us in his strength, his love, and his truth. The abundant life is a spirit-filled, Christ-centric life which consists of living Christ in his strength, his power, and his truth, one day at a time, and even one moment at a time. The abundant life is a full and rich life, full in the fruit of the Spirit, and rich in the riches of his grace, mercy, love, and forgiveness. The abundant life is not focused on what we do not have. It is focused on who we do have, Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ is our ever-present help in time of need in the here and now, in the moment. He also is our eternal hope and our ultimate victory. 
The words eyes up to triumphant hope encompasses several great reminders on how then shall we live, including aligning with Christ, which produces an expectant eternal perspective, which produces helpful hope and triumphant hope. As we choose to wait upon the Lord, knowing he is our source of strength, support, and sustenance, we can focus our eyes, our minds, and our hearts on our risen Lord. We have a Savior who from before the foundations of the world knew he would come, die, and rise again, so that from Romans 10.13, all those who call upon the name of Jesus will be saved. Our encouragement is based on the triumphant hope in the abundant life who is Christ who overcomes any type and feeling of disconnectedness. The purpose of the Christian Life Institute is palatable. We want all who profess Christ to taste and see that the Lord is good from Psalm 34, 8, to truly, deeply, intimately, and personally want Christ to be your all in all. We pray this is a time of refreshment and growth. We value your prayers. We value your support. Please feel free to email us at radio at christianlifeinstitute.com. Thank you for joining us for The Living Way, presented by the Christian Life Institute. Our podcasts are available on Wednesdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. I am Dr. Katherine Pang, and I thank you so much for joining us today.